All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We have a very special guest. We've got New Orleans Saints wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Mr. Benny Fowler. Benny, how's everything going for you? Everything's going great, Zach. Appreciate you having me today. Absolutely. So my first question is, how's your shoulder? Shoulder is good. You know, progressing. I'm now up to doing, I could do 20 push-ups in a row now, so things are a lot better. The strength is starting to get back. My, I got full range of motion, so things are on the up and up. That's awesome to hear. So, so this past season, it's probably been like no other in your career. What was it like battling the pandemic, tests every day? Can you like take me through that? The testing every day wasn't necessarily that bad. I mean, you just have to remember to do it. But the fact that you're going into the facility every single day, you know, it's right then and there. It's a quick swab. And then, you know, you go on about your day. But it was a, it was a different year. It was a difficult year in terms of, you know, Football is a game that's driven off of emotion and the fans bring so much emotion to that and playing in front of 50, 60, 80,000 people just brings out that emotion. Don't get me wrong. You know, we were able to complete the season. We had some mishaps here and there with different teams in terms of COVID, but the fact that we got through the entire season is a testament to the NFL and all the players that were a part of it. But yeah, it was a little different. I miss the fans for sure. Yeah, no, well, DC, like most of the fans really weren't coming to watch to see Washington play. So, <laughs> no, it, Washington it, it, has some great fans. I played against yeah. Washington. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, playing in New York and yeah. they have a great fans. Yeah. And then, so I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about your career. Um, so, do you in Michigan State, did you play with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I played three years with Kirk. What, what was that like? Did you have a feeling like this guy, we might see him on the next at the next level or was he kind of just kind of like a quiet kid? No, Kirk was quiet, but at the same time, no, I knew how talented he was. I knew how talented he was when I was a senior in high school and I came up to see Michigan State play. I think Kirk was a red shirt freshman and he got in some backup time against Ohio State through a nice touchdown pass. But no, he has that leadership. He has a, a great ball. He had great touch. He was just a great leader. So, no, I knew he could play, especially with the success that we had with him at quarterback. You know, the couple of years that I played with him at Michigan State, we had two of the best years in our school's history with him at quarterback and him leading us to a Big Shin championship. So definitely knew Kirk would play at the next level. I, I heard that there was a rumor circulating around that – one day he, he he went and beat up somebody and he wasn't there. Do you remember that? He apparently, he, he said, I heard in a recent interview, he he, he was like, oh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins beat beat up some big name guy. And he goes, no, I was at church with my dad. That wasn't, that wasn't me. Did that ring a bell at all for you or no? No. No? Not right, at maybe, all. Maybe somebody up. Yeah, I heard it on, no, all right, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I also saw that you're good friends with Draymond Green. And I can what what was he like? Kind of grown? Did you grow up with him, or did you guys just meet him in, at Michigan State? We so we knew each other in high school. We played on the same AAU team in high school, cool. and then we went to Michigan State together for four years. And you know, we've been incredible friends. So our awesome. friendship started in high school. Travel basketball, went to Michigan State, and has carried on since then. Great, great friend of mine, like a brother to me. That's awesome. Somebody who can help me navigate through the tough times of just, you know, being a professional athlete because, yeah. you know, he's in the spotlight all the time, how successful yeah. he's been on and off the court. Just an incredible human being. Do you think he's still overlooked? I feel people are still saying like, I, I, feel, I still think he's overlooked. I think people don't realize how good of a, good of a player he is. 
Yeah, they don't give him the credit that he always deserves, but, you know, he doesn't really mind that as long as the team is winning. You can just see how he's going about his business this year, and they're just the wins that they're able to pick up when he's just on the floor. Yeah. So I have a question to you. Um, when we're, I assume you've always you always wanted to play in the NFL while you're at Michigan State. Um, what what were they telling you? What were they saying? Like, hey, you might have to you might have to kind of like do a little bit extra than the other guys. I don't think they said that you had to do anything a little bit extra than anybody else. You had to just go out there and perform to the best of your abilities on Saturday, so they can get you to Sundays. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I tried to do to the best of my ability, but college doesn't carry over into the NFL. So when you start in the NFL, it's a brand new slate. You have to carve out a different role. For me, it's been, you know, playing some offense, but also playing special teams. And that's a role that I didn't necessarily play at Michigan State. Maybe just one year where I played special teams. But other than that, I was always just playing offense. And especially in high school, the same thing as well. And then coming into the NFL, it, it translates. And now playing offense and special teams. And that's the way you stick in this league. That's the only way because there's only so many guys on the team. So you have to be able to do a lot of different things. Did you kind of mold your game after anybody in in particular? In terms of receiver? Yeah. Like, did you study anybody? Yeah, receiver for sure. You know, I take a little bit of everybody's game. You know, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. I played with Wes Welker for a year. You know, try to steal little tidbits of everybody's game and just mold it into mine and what I do really well. But I take pieces of everybody's game, regardless if they're younger or older. If I like the way they do something, then I'm definitely going to model it and put it into my game. Who do you think is the best receiver in the game today? Man. I don't know. I don't know if there's just a best receiver. I mean, I just give like a top five, no particular sure. order. Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Mike Thomas, Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs. That's that's six right there. Incredible, <laughs> all incredible receivers. Yeah. So I have a question. So um, how did you end up with Denver going undrafted? Were they, were they like, were your preferential? Did you want to go there? Were they looking at you? How did that whole work out? Well, I looked at the money first and Detroit offered me the most money, but I had been in Detroit my whole life. So it was time for me to just step outside of my comfort zone. So I chose to go to Denver because if I could play with Peyton Manning, I could play anywhere in the NFL, just in terms of his offense, gaining his trust. And that turned out to be true. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life is coming out here to Denver, a place where I now live and where I want to raise my family and where I've won a Super Bowl. That's awesome. I actually interviewed one of your uh, teammates, Ryan Harris, had him on a couple months ago. Just kind of just talking. So he was, he was talk, telling some cool. What's your favorite Peyton Manning story? He was telling me like just how cool it was to kind of be in there. I know he was towards the back end of his career. That was one of the first years of his career. What was it like kind of playing with Peyton Manning? It was awesome. It was incredible just to play with him and just to see how he went about his business. I would say me meeting him on the first day, walking into that locker room, I'm trying to act like I'm a little busy putting things away in my locker and there he walks in. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you meet a celebrity and you feel like they're so much bigger than you, even though Peyton's not that much taller than me. It was just like, you know, like I was seven feet tall that day. (laughs) And he walked in, he introduced himself and he's like, Hey, my name is Peyton. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like you're the guy from the nationwide commercials. (laughs) but just kidding Um, but him walking in that day and introducing himself showed what type of leader he was but obviously everybody knows who he is especially if you're walking into the NFL locker room but for him to just go out of his way just to introduce and be one of the guys was one of the most incredible things one of the most 
selfless things. And he, you know, he knew everybody in the building by their first name. He treated everybody with respect because he knows everybody needs and plays a part in winning a championship. That's awesome. So, uh, so, so, you, so your second season, you're kind of getting going. Obviously, the team's having a lot of success. What were you kind of doing just to kind of propel yourself? Like, hey, like if I, I can, I can be anywhere you need me to be, to be on the field. You need me to play special teams, I'll do it. If you need me out there on offense, I'll do it. What were you kind of doing just to kind of show the coaching staff, like, hey, like I can be the guy if you need me? Just being consistent. I had to be consistent in practice every single day before they could really trust me. So that's what I was doing. I was being consistent every single day in practice with my effort. And that's what got me noticed. And that's what, you know, got me some trust with Peyton is, you know, when he did call my number in that game against Detroit, catching that pass, I think I caught four third down conversions that day. And it was history ever since that he could trust me and that the coaching staff could trust me. And that's where I've been. And that's what I will continue to do throughout my career. Awesome. And so going to, going to the Super Bowl against Carolina, were there any jitters or do you think like our, the defense is unbelievable? We got Peyton Manning, like we, we can, we could do it. I don't, I mean, there were jitters just because, you know, you're playing, you know, the Super Bowl. It's my second year playing in the league. And yeah, so there were definitely some jitters, but at the same time, yes, we were very confident in the, in the defense that we had, the preparation that we did, who was that quarterback for us. And also that defense just being incredible having all those, you know, incredible guys that were clicking on all the right cylinders. So, no, we definitely knew what we had, and we were, we came into that game confident. And so you caught the two-point conversion yes. later in the game. Did you keep the ball? No, I gave it back to Peyton. Last pass say, ever. So, you know, people ask right. me that all the time. But, no, I gave it back to him. I didn't think he was going to say yes to it when I actually offered it to him. But he was like, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, why not? He's done so much. And I can always tell that story forever. I have his last ever regular season home game jersey, yeah. you know, made out to me. So, you know, I just thank, you know, him for everything that he's done for my career. What's your favorite – what was the kind of – what was the coolest thing you got to do while celebrating the Super Bowl victory? Man, that night I think I met Little Wayne. I met, a, I just met so many different people. You know, if I had to go back at, at, and do it again, I would really just take pictures with all those people. But you know, life is happening so fast, and it was so early on in my career that you feel like you can just get back there again, and that's not necessarily the case. That's interesting. That's unbelievable. And then, so how? So then you 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 played with three of the best quarterbacks of all time. They're all going to be first ballot Hall of Famers: Peyton, Eli Manning, Drew Brees. Who did you kind of feel that you kind of meshed with the best? I can't really say in terms of that. Uh, um, now, I can't really say in terms of, yeah. you know, who I meshed with the best. You know, I caught the most passes from Eli, but I had, you know, Peyton for two years. And then I didn't, I had, you know, I got hurt with Drew this year. But, you know, I meshed with all of them really well because I know where to be. They understand that I'm a veteran. I understand the game and to do my job. So I can't really say who I meshed with the best, but I had fun with every single quarterback. Is, is that behind you, the two-point conversion? I'm, I'm seeing this right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the picture <laughs> of it right there. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, let's get a picture of Keekly. I'm like, oh, so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. So so what, I have a question. When I've asked this. Anybody who played the NFC East, so while you're with the Giants, you're obviously playing against the Eagles, and Eagles fans are insane. Do you have any interesting experiences playing at uh, the link? Yeah, it was a lot of fun playing there just because you know they are going to talk some trash and those fans are so funny. I mean, they're so into the game and 
you know, I got a chance to play there when I was in Denver and then obviously New York, but no, their fans are one of a kind. And it's an experience that all, I hope all NFL players get and just, you know, fans get in general, if they want to just, you know, check out stadiums. No, they have a, a cool atmosphere in terms of their fans and the way they go about certain things. Are they more insane than Raiders fans? Raiders fans are crazy too. The black hole, when I, you know, got getting the chance to play in Oakland. Vegas is a little different this year. Obviously, no fans there, yeah. but the black hole in Oakland is is a unique place to play as well. Especially, you know, me playing here in Denver. The the rivalry between the Broncos and the Raiders is very special. And I saw that you wrote a book. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I wrote Silver Spoon: The Imperfect Guide to Success. It's been out for almost a, a year and a month now, and it's one of the things that I'm very proud of. One of my best accomplishments and I wrote it a couple years ago decided to write it a couple years ago leaving Denver after my best year coming into Chicago where I signed in free agency I'm now playing and living in the city that my mom is living in and you know we get to the end of training camp and training camp I didn't have my best training camp and they released me and that was a tough time for me and being at home for three to four weeks it was just like what's going to happen next and thank god i was able to get picked back up but i wanted to share stories like if the nfl doesn't come calling back what's going to be my next source of income you have to be able to pivot you have to be able to adapt so what's going to be the next source of income and i want to get on stage and speak and a book is a great way to do that it's it's, it's like a business card yeah you know you write a book you you become a sort of a, an authority in certain things. And I wanted to share stories from my friends and certain family members that I have who have inspired me, but just to show everybody that we're all different. Silver Spoon, I come from the suburbs of Detroit, but just because you know you so-called have the Silver Spoon does not mean that you are you know given a chance into the NFL or that you have this privilege or that privilege. I had to earn everything that I've had in my life. So circumstances we've seen plenty of circumstances where people have come out of some of the worst situations to to become incredible athletes incredible businessmen business women and i wanted to share that with, with other people in the world and that has led me to performance leadership coaching for organizations as well that's awesome that's really cool if people check it out i'll link it when i post this and i want to ask you so about i saw that you early before the season, you said that Drew Brees vouched for you and that helped you end up in, with the Saints. What did that kind of mean for you? And then how did that kind of all come together? Yeah, he came out here to work out with Emmanuel Sanders. So they signed Emmanuel and he was coming out here to teach Emmanuel the, the offense and the playbook. So he wanted me, Emmanuel invited me like, hey, you know, I'm the only receiver running, like just come, you know, come and catch. It's like, for sure. Like I get in front of Drew, he'll easily get me signed because, you know, COVID had stopped free agency. So we're out there, we're working out and we get like, you know, four or five routes in. Drew's like, who are you with? And I'm like, I'm a free agent right now. We've talked to New Orleans a little bit, but not really. He was like, I'm calling Sean Payton after this and the GM and, you know, he did. And <laughs> a month later, I'm, I'm in New Orleans for training camp. A couple months later, I'm in New Orleans for training camp. And, you know, that goes, it, it shows what type of person Drew is, but also shows, you know, the hard work and being ready for opportunity. Whenever opportunity meet, meets, or knocks you have to be prepared did, did emmanuel did ever say anything to you he's like man if jimmy would have completed that pass i'd have a ring right now no he never said it he never really brought that up because you know emmanuel <laughs> does have a ring and then you know games he's got two are two. Just, yeah well i mean he would he could have three yeah. he played in the super bowl that aaron Rodgers beat him in so oh, he's played in that. three super bowls yeah so 
No, he never mentioned that. So I have a question for you. I've got a hot take. Spent a lot of time with the Saints this year. One of the guys who got a lot of headlines this year is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think he's the best trash talker in the National Football League. Would, would you would you agree with would you agree with that statement? Because this he lives in people's heads rent free, and I've never seen anything like him. Yeah, CD Deuce. He's a he's a competitor. He loves to compete, and yeah, he's always. I think the trash talking actually makes him play even better too. Yeah, he knows that he has to bring it every single play. But he's an incredible athlete, incredible player, and. No, he he loves to he. There's an art to trash talking. He's good at it. Yeah, no, he's I'm like he's like when you get the Bears two different receivers two different times. I'm like, all right, this dude's on another level. Nobody's talking about him. Like this is an aspect of the game that most teams don't have. Did you did you have the feeling throughout the year? Was it weird with kind of all the quarterback changes? I know Drew got hurt, but then you had Taysom come in, and people were saying, "Oh, he's going to maybe be Taysom. It might be Jameis." What, what was that like? Well, I got hurt, so I didn't miss it. I had I played all my games with Drew, and then you know, oh, okay. When I'm in at quarterback, then I would play. But no, I got hurt, so I didn't get a chance to, you know, experience all that. But all three of those quarterbacks, incredible quarterbacks, and you know, they went. We went three and one with Taysom. So you know, yeah. Taysom stepped in. James made some plays in the playoffs, but made some plays when Drew went out against San Francisco. So you know, that's a testament to those quarterbacks and Sean Payton and, and the rest of the coordinators. Were you surprised Tampa just 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 beat beat the wheels off at of Kansas City? Yes, very surprised. But, you know, you can't make mistakes against Tom Brady. That's one thing that he'll do if you give him a short field. He'll be able to score. And, you know, Kansas City didn't make much adjustments in terms of the way that Tampa played them. So I was I was very surprised at the score, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. And then the last thing I want to ask you is I saw you have a podcast. Can you promote that a little bit? Talk about some of the guests you've had, some of the guests you're having on, and kind of people can check it out. Yeah, my podcast is the Quiet Time Podcast. It's a, it's a podcast about mindset and handling and overcoming adversity and you know i have so many different athletes on there from daniel jones to emmanuel sanders to julius thomas and also small business owners i have some different ceos on there of high level corporations you know people who have raised over a hundred million dollars who have over a hundred million dollars in this and that so i i dabble in all different types of guests but it's all about mindset and and who they are and who you are and who you want to be as a person and you know what's the legacy and what's the gift you're giving back to the world awesome that's awesome then how can people find you on social media keep up with you and see everything you're doing yeah they can just reach out to me on linkedin you know linkedin is where i spend most of my time you know i have my instagram and my facebook but linkedin is you know that's where i, I talk to the most people and communicate the most